Hello and welcome to the first episode of 20 Somethings Talk, a lifestyle podcast exploring life, love, and financially conquering your 20s. I'm Tori. And I'm Julie. We want to have open and honest conversations about everything that got us, the 90s kids, to where we are now as we live out the last year before the millennium youngins can officially call themselves a 20-something. I don't know about you, but this whole adulting thing seemed like a lot more fun when we were kids. Wearing mom's heels and smoking fake cigarettes. Anything to make ourselves feel older, more mature, and dreamt of that life of one day moving out of our parents' home. Ah, independence. And looking back, the biggest problem you had was fighting with your siblings over who got to decide which VHS to pop in next. No doubt this shit is difficult. Whether you're still in school and climbing your way through student loans, desperately pining for that dream job you've always seen yourself in, traveling and seeing the world, or starting a family of your own, we want to make sure that no matter what your situation is, that you are living your best life. There's about a million different things that could affect your life each and every day, but it's our choice whether let those things have a positive or negative impact. Knowing how to cope properly and knowing that you are definitely not alone in any situation can be a very powerful thing. So we're going to get into a little bit more about us, who we are personally, and how we got started here, where we are currently heading into spring 2019. Uh, But first, we want to let you guys know a few things that you can expect to hear, see, and find from us as we dive into this new adventure. We are going to explore literally everything, and I mean everything, that could touch our lives, not only in our 20s, but anything previously that would have gotten us here today. Dating, relationships, becoming new parents, this shit is rough, and frankly, kind of terrifying. We're also going to do a lot of case studies, investigating products and services that are marketed towards our generation. In the age of delivery services and subscription boxes, we all have been tempted a time or two, or perhaps have spent the money on things when that may or may not be worth it. Well, we're going to find out so you don't have to. So how did we get here? Well, it's kind of a coincidence, actually. Tori and I knew each other in and around high school. Um, I'm going to use the past tense here because I feel like I don't really know you right now, if that makes sense. We started hanging out because way back when, you were dating one of my boyfriend's good friends. They spent a lot of time together, so we ended up spending a lot of time together. Uh, They were into dirt bikes and four-wheeling, so we were doing that constantly, and then we would snowboard together in the wintertime. Even before that, though, which blew my mind when I actually found out, is that you grew up right across the street from Jordan as kids, and your parents were actually really close friends. Small world. After your relationship had ended with that fella, we completely just lost touch. We still had each other on our socials, so I think we kept up with like the massive staples in each other's lives, to what we posted online, of course, but nothing really more than that. I remember more than a few times being insanely jealous because you were always somewhere new. Fast forward to earlier this year, you were back in your hometown and found my blog online. Yeah, this is honestly a funny story of how small towns are all intertwined one way or another. I remember growing up across the street from Jordan and thinking how cool he was. And then 12 years later, meeting him again through my boyfriend at the time, and then meeting you, Julie. We met when I was 15 years old, and you were two years older than me, which meant you were automatically a bit intimidating. But after getting to know each other, we ended up having a lot in common and really hitting it off. Being in that circle of friends was and still a major part of my youth, but it's so far from who I am today. It's crazy to see how much our lives have changed as individuals when we started really in the exact same place. So it's been six years since I've lived in LaSalle. I moved back here in November to take care of my grandma and started a desperate job search, which I'm sure we'll touch on in an episode in the future. But when I was searching through internet postings, I came across a call out for anyone wanting to participate in the vlog series called 
20-somethings. I read through the postings and thought it was such a great idea and something I always wanted to do, so I saved the posting. And I wondered who in LaSalle would want to do something like this. Sure enough, I logged in my Facebook a couple hours later and I had an invite to like the 20-somethings page from you. And guys, I messaged Julie immediately. After six years of no contact, I swear it was so serendipitous, this whole thing. We got talking about our creative vision and realized that as completely different as we were in our stages of our own lives, like, I mean, polar fucking opposites, millions of people are currently where you're at and millions of people are currently where I'm at. And I think that is super, super important for our mental health to know that no matter what you're going through, you definitely are not alone, nor the first and only to be going through it, no matter how unique your situation to be. So what I want to do now is discuss the last five and the next five. Fill me in on the last five years of your life, where you've been, accomplishments made, relationship status, anything that has primarily landed you where you currently are. Details and depths are completely up to you, and then once you fill me in, I can fill you in and we can discuss the next five, where we are going to be and the goals that we wish to achieve. Yeah, of course. So basically after that breakup, I was diagnosed with severe anxiety disorder that also triggered really, really bad OCD not caused by that relationship, but by a lot of other factors in my life at the time. Um, everything after that diagnosis kind of lined up. I always thought I was like, crazy and really there was a sickness behind all the madness. And instead of taking the prescribed medication, I decided to move to Toronto and step my life over completely. I swear the second I arrived in that city, my life did a 180. It was just the beginning of the real Tory. I was 19 and only just started to know who I was and I started pursuing my interests as opposed to parting away my problems like I had while I was living in a small hometown. I was in school for baking and pastry, working three jobs. I had this attractive boyfriend who was so ambitious and really pushed me towards my goals. Um, he was from a wealthy background and his family had homes in a few different countries. So when he brought me to meet his parents at their Caribbean home and then brought me home to his home country in Jersey, a travel bug just bit me. It grew inside me so huge. We ended up ending the relationship a few months later. I dropped out of school and moved to Dublin, Ireland. I worked as a waitress, living in the worst living conditions imaginable. I saved my money and I traveled to other European countries in my time off work. It was such an incredible experience and lessons of struggle and adaptation and a whole lot of learning about beer. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up coming home to Canada for surgery, and while I was recovering from the surgery, I booked my flights to Australia. Wow. I, uh, I spent a year there, having possibly the best year of my life, and afterwards traveling through Southeast Asia for five months with my boyfriend at the time. He was Irish and was really interested in moving to Canada, and even though I had no interest in moving back, I came home for him. Here comes the never-ending trend in my life. The relationship ended, so I moved back to Toronto into my amazing apartment for about eight months. And I had a job that I thought was my dream job. It was a penthouse suite downtown Toronto. We had unlimited beer in the kitchen and wine <laughs> and good people. They let me use my creativity and there was a lot of relationship building. When I pushed for a raise, they weren't able to provide that to me and I felt a bit taken advantage of. I was really wearing myself out there. So when my best friend invited me to be a waitress in the Canadian Rockies for the summer, I jumped at the offer. I quit my job, left Toronto and moved out west until October this year. Uh, I had intentions of moving to New Zealand or Costa Rica, but I knew my grandma needed help in my hometown, so I decided to take a year off my life to come home to her. So here I am, single, working two jobs, living in my grandma's basement, trying to figure out what to do next with my life. Oh my gosh, wow. Just that much moving around and that much craziness within that short period of time is just 
it's nothing that I can ever fathom. Just as much as I want to travel, I would just be so anxious and I don't know if I could actually do it the way that you did. And a lot of it you did by yourself, right? Yeah, definitely. That is absolutely astonishing to me, like, because I don't think I could ever see myself doing that. Yeah, I'll be honest, it was pretty stressful and I've been so afraid and so lonely at some times, but the outcome is always worth that. Always. Oh, that's awesome. So is there anything that you would have changed in those times? I mean, obviously you landed back here for an amazing reason. You're helping your grandmother out and um, spending time with her is at the utmost importance. But is there anything that, you know, decisions that came along the way that you think that you would have made differently to, I don't know, change the outcome in any way? I think being back with my grandma is definitely the best decision I could have made because she has this love for me and I have this love for her and we just, we just connect on a different level than I've ever connected with anyone in my family before. Oh, that's awesome. So it, it's so good, but I'll be honest, like I am my best self today and I'm very aware of who I am and what I like and do not like, but I would still make a lot of changes to my past. I definitely would have went to school for something in film production or acting. Oh yeah. I And I would not have made the sacrifices that I did in my relationships in order to make them work because they were never going to work and for some reason I just held on to that. Yeah. and put what I wanted to do at the back, always. It's rare that I connect with someone so closely, so even though I knew they weren't going to work out, I stuck it out. And I think as for something I would have done differently, I I would never hung around in those relationships because I know that there's something else better, and, and maybe I would have done more or something different had I not stuck them out. 100%, but I mean, it's so impossible to know that while you're actually going through it. It's It's so hard to know, and you feel like, you can hold on to everything to make anything work, right? And that's the trouble with relationships is sometimes you put so much effort into something that would never work, but it takes a very long time to see that. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy. I think it's just as soon as you get out of it or you take a step back, and that's when you realize the big picture. When you're in it, everything just seems so narrow. But when you step back, it's like there's so many options. It's so vast what you could do. So I don't know. That's definitely one of my biggest lessons now. And I'm 25, so... It's taken me a lot of time to finally figure this out. So that's why I'm not trying to rush into any more relationships, you know? It's just I'm, I'm going to wait or I'm going to search, and if it's not there, I'm not going to push for anything. Great. No, I think that's a wonderful lesson. I totally agree. And it's so crazy because I've been going through all these relationships and stuff, and you, Julie, are married now. Like, I can't even believe it. And, and she, Julie's married to the guy across my street. So they've been together for how long now? Um, we've been together almost 11 years, married for two now. That's crazy. Which is just astronomical to me. Like, I, it feels, I know this is so cliche to say, but feels like we literally just met. I feel like if truly your spouse isn't your best friend, then it, it makes it difficult. But, um, we went into our relationship as friends and it kind of blossomed into more. So I feel like, um, if you have that underlining relationship where you know that you're such big fans of each other and you can um, take it to the next level and make things work for as long as we have. Yeah, you need to you need to fill me in on what's going on and what's happened since we last talked. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I never seen myself doing anything post-secondary because not a lot of people in my family did. I started to climb the ladder at a real bullshit job and then I realized that I definitely wanted more for myself. I always had an eye for design, so I enrolled myself in college. I was almost fully enrolled in interior design when I found out about graphic design. Way more up my alley and something that I could actually see myself doing and loving any job that was associated with it. I graduated college with a three-year advanced diploma in graphic design in 2015 
And then within the same four month period, I bought a house and got engaged. I was engaged at 23, married by 25, and became a parent at 26. So life has been moving fast. There's so much going on that it's almost impossible to keep up. Any homeowner knows that the projects are just endless. As much as we have been able to accomplish in our little house to make it comfortable for ourselves, there is still an unbelievable amount of work to be done. We are constantly starting new projects before finishing the previous, and the to-do list just grows and grows. We put up a garage on the property last summer, uh, which was an adventure all on its own, but we knew with the baby coming that we were going to be even more short on space than we already were. So as I spent the summer huge in Prego, we were right in the middle of having a 24 by 30 pole barn being built on our property. And let me tell you, having your whole property under construction is not a lot of fun. But trying to manage the building process, the mess, and not having a yard for your three dogs is a living nightmare. And it was for several months. Even though our builder was in and out relatively quickly, we were left with a disaster to clean up and we still are dealing with it today. I can confidently say that there is literally nothing more depressing than throwing thousands and thousands of dollars at your fucking yard when you can just be spending that money elsewhere. We're heading into spring now and I really am looking forward to an easier summer than I had last year. My baby's almost six months now, which is unbelievable. So I'm so excited to get her outside after a long cooped up winter. That's, it's crazy. Like we're sitting in Julie's house right now. <laughs> Um, and even since I've been coming here for what the last, I don't know, month, how long? Yeah, like at least three to four weeks now we've been working on this. Yeah, it, it's crazy how much it's evolving. Like her and Jordan are amazing with everything they do. It's crazy, honestly. And I am so excited to see that backyard finished. <sighs> Me too. Me too. And let's talk about your dogs because this, I think this is so <laughs> funny because there's two <laughs> older dogs, uh, Remy and Miller, and then there's a younger one. Dozer. Yes, yes Bo. We call him the Bo Dozer. Um, oh my gosh. Quick funny story. I don't know if I've told you this. Probably not. Um, so we adopted Bo. I guess this will be a whole origin story about how we got Bo. Um, you know, George, absolutely always on Kijiji looking for this deal and that deal. He's and always on Kijiji. I tempted to delete the app off of his phone a couple of times <laughs> just because we've gotten, you know, a lot of really really wonderful deals through there but it's not always the best timing and when you happen to see a little seven-month-old Frenchie who needs a home it melts your heart so I don't blame him there but we had two dogs already and um, yeah you can see the size of our house we're in about 1100 square feet here it's a lot they're not big dogs they're um, I've got two Boston's and now a Frenchie they're not big dogs, but it's a lot. They're high strung and uh, they bounce off the fucking walls sometimes. So when he said, oh my gosh, this Frenchie is in, you know, a really terrible position. He, he needs a new home. And um, admittedly, this elderly gentleman had got him without knowing, you know, what he was fully getting himself into with getting a dog. So that night, I'm pretty sure we had him. He drove all the way here from St. Catharines just to drop him off so that he can go to work the next day and not have the dog sit in the kennel because he was just devastated that he couldn't take care of him properly. So hearing all that, George was not going to let it go another day. So voila, we had a third dog. I guess the whole point in getting him as fast as we did is we thought, okay, we'll be able to find another home for him. Somebody will gladly, you know, take on this gorgeous little puppy, right? Because just a lot. Plus, Miller's going on 11, Remington's 9. You know, they're a little old to have a puppy in the house. <laughs> so, 
Anyway, we get him. Jordan falls absolutely in love with him. Bo falls absolutely in love with Jordan. Like, for the first couple of weeks, he'd leave for work, and then he would just whine at the door for him. <laughs> I don't know if he just hated me or just loved him. Like, he only had a male, right? He, he would not take to me for the first oh, solid three months, and then he finally started to warm up to me. So we got him in November, and I found out I was pregnant late January. So we knew that that was going to be a really fun go. So the funny part is, when you adopt a dog, obviously, that's seven months old, he has come named. They said, his name is Bo. Our neighbor directly behind us, his name is Bo. Oh, no. <laughs> so we had to warn him that when we're aggressively screaming, Bo, Bo, no, we're not, you know, yelling at him. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Yes. So <laughs> it was really, really sketchy for the first couple of months because he'd be, you know, terrorizing the other dogs and running around the backyard and I'd be on the back porch just trying to whisper like, Bo, Bo, because I didn't want to scream the neighbor's name at the top of my lungs. Yeah, his wife's going to get confused. Right? So now I go with anything but. It's Bozer or Dozer or Bobo. That's amazing. Yeah, so I can't even imagine. You, three dogs, new house, and then pregnant. Yes. Yep. And like I said, with all the construction, we did not have a lawn. So we've been dealing with like a mud pit. So... I am really, really, really looking forward to being able to have a clean house again <laughs> because once we have a yard, uh, they will stop bringing in about a truckload of dirt with them every <laughs> single day. <laughs> so how many times do you have to wash the floor for the house? I've honestly given up. Like, it's a disaster. Like, everybody thinks that my house is a pigsty and, like, I can just imagine what my mother-in-law thinks on a regular <laughs> basis. But I can't. I literally can't keep up with it anymore. That's why when everybody comes over, just keep your shoes on. Yeah, every time I walk through the door, don't take your shoes off. No, it's awful. So if I can get a yard by the summertime, I will be a very, very happy girl. So <sighs> this is exactly what I mean by Julie and I are polar opposites now. We started in the same place 10 years ago or whatever, and now our lives are completely different from each other. Absolutely. But like, I just, I love the fact that, well, I mean, you can't necessarily pick up and go whenever you want because you have obligations now, but being able to travel when you want and go where you want. But I think everyone always wants what they don't have or they're interested in what other people have because I would love to have someone to come home to. Well, aside from my grandmother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, aside from my grandmother. And I like every time I go to a store, I just see a piece of furniture. I can't tell you how many times this happened throughout my life where I've seen an object where I thought if I had a stable home, I would love to put that in. And for the last six years, I have not had a stable home. I think I've moved maybe 11 times in six years. I have been living out of a bag for six years. And your car, basically. And, oh my, well, yeah. Let's not talk about my car, but I have two jobs, and I go to the gym, and I have hobbies, so yes, I live out of my vehicle. It is disgusting. I remember when I was in college, I was going to school full-time, and somehow maintained two full-time jobs, so I'd leave the house at, like, six every morning and not return till basically like 4 a.m. and I'd have about four different outfits just all in the car and this is terrible to say but I got really really good at changing while driving <laughs> because 
like Walker Road traffic would just be terrible and I'd get stopped so many times where I could literally pull my pants off, put my uniform on and like get to the next light, throw my shirt over my head because I ended a job and would start the next one 35 minutes later. Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing because I can't tell you, I live, my grandma and I live in like an old person neighborhood. It's all seniors that live in the area and I have probably seriously upset them by running out of the house in my bra with <laughs> one of my uniforms in hand running to the car and peeling out of the neighborhood like a nut job <laughs> trying to make it to the next place on time they'll get used to it is <laughs> see and this is just one of those things i'm doing it and i am so jealous that you don't need to be doing this anymore <laughs> all right so now that we know where we've been where we're at currently tell me about where you hope to see yourself in the next five years Five years. I know. It's a lot to think about. (laughs) This is the question of the century that everyone asks me all the time. I don't know. (laughs) I fight myself because of this question every day. I'm 25 now, so five years from now, I will be the big 3-0. Crazy. This is a hard timeline for me because my (laughs) life is ever-evolving and it's so unpredictable. The location is definitely unknown. I probably haven't found a place that I really want to settle in. But as pertaining to my goals, the five-year plan is to finish and hopefully publish the book that I'm writing about the time I lived in the van. Oh my god. (laughs) Um, Becoming as plastic-free as possible. Right on. Being kind of an advocate for the planet and then investing in my acting because it's something that I've always wanted to do my entire life. And I actually bought myself acting classes for my 24th birthday last year. Oh, that's awesome. And it it was just, it felt amazing. It felt so right. So I hope in the next five years I can dedicate more time to those things. That's great. I had no idea that you were so passionate about acting. Uh, It's just, it's been something I've been talking about since I was a little girl. It's uh, something I've always wanted to do. And honestly, I have never had the confidence to do it. Really, eh? Even in high school, like, the drama club, mm-hmm. it, it always appealed to me, but there was no way I can go in front of a group of people and, and just put myself out there like that. That's how I always was. Which is, like, crazy, because I won most outgoing in high school three <laughs> years in a row, so I'm clearly outgoing. It's just something <laughs> about being put in front of people and being judged, it just scared me so much. So finally, when I bought the acting class, I went to the first class and I stood outside of the building for so long debating if it was really worth the $300 I'd spent on the class uh-huh. to go. <laughs> and I did, and it was it was crazy. It, it just felt like such a goal that I'd accomplished my entire life, and I'd finally done it, and I really hoped to get more into it. But we'll see. We'll see. There's not much for it here. No, absolutely in not. In Windsor at all. Um but yeah, we'll see. And what about you? What about the next five years? So I know I spent a lot of time talking about how much work we've been doing on our property and how we continue to spend more and more money to improve our house. But uh, we actually are ready to move on. The house works just fine with one child. I think things are going to get really, really tight should we decide to have more. We are very, very restricted in our yard size also. We both would love a little hobby farm, and even though we did have a couple goats in this backyard, we want to be able to have more animals and have way more space for them. I grew up on a horse farm, so I always seen that for myself, and I've always talked about it, but it wasn't until Jordan started to get excited about it too that I really could see it happening for us. A woman that we both got introduced to through traveling for my job actually took over a farm from an elderly couple who couldn't manage things anymore. It came with a giant potbelly pig and a few other animals that didn't stick out quite as much to me as that giant pig did. She talked about how her and her husband 
we're going to treat the property as a rescue farm and we're taking in and rehoming animals that were no longer cared for appropriately. She also traveled to places like Mexico and Panama to rescue stray dogs. She would get them vaccinated and bring them back to Canada and find them loving homes. I was so moved by this and then when I looked over at Jordan, his face was just lit right up. Of course I, it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew the second that he looked at me with that compassionate look in his eyes that it was really something that we could see ourselves doing. I'd say if we successfully move to a bigger property, start out with a couple really small animals and raise our daughter around livestock like I was brought up, I would be more than happy with that. Yeah, I didn't even know that you guys loved animals as much as you did, but how did you get goats or come across getting goats? Jordan and Kijiji. Oh god, of course. Of course, of right? Course. Yeah. <laughs> Jill, you need to delete that out. Right? It ends up with us getting more and more animals all the time. No, um, yeah, he was just on Kijiji one day and um, we just absolutely fell in love when we seen the pictures. So at the time we just had the two dogs and we thought, wow, this will be like an amazing companion, you know, for the both of them. So we went to go pick up one and then when we got there, they're herd animals and even though you know, they'd be with our dogs and they would have a relationship with our dogs. Our dogs came in the house at night and they would obviously stay out in their pasture and then they had a run-in shed that was completely heated for them. But essentially the one goat would be sleeping alone and we just obviously couldn't deal with that. So we came home with two and they were awesome. They, oh, we could not keep them contained. They literally got out of their pen every single day. <laughs> so we had to build up the rest of the yard to be able to contain them. And even though I would set up massive barriers for the female, she somehow always got into things. So I'd be doing the dishes and I'd look outside and she'd be standing on top of my patio furniture, just like staring in the windows of the house. And then they got so addicted to the dogs that whenever they'd be in the house, they would run up to the patio door and just scream their heads off. And when I say... So, sorry, they do scream. They do scream. 100% real. Like, and... When I say that it sounds like an infant being murdered, like it's agonizing. And anybody who didn't know what it was, I would imagine would call the police on us just because they would think that we're torturing a small child over at our house, right? <laughs> it got crazy. So I had an Instagram for them and this family started messaging us saying, um, oh my gosh, where did you get these? We really, really want some for our kids. They had six. Six kids. Six kids. And they lived downtown Windsor and they were really, really wanting a goat that they can have live inside the home. So we explained it's probably not the best to get one, even though you're going to have them inside with your children and they're going to be loved and everything like that. But, um, you know, it's advised to get two. And she was just like, oh, well, I'd be glad to take yours over. And at the time, obviously, we were just running out of space. Like I said, it was very impossible to contain them into the space that we had. So we thought, yeah, they're going to have a way better life in the house with six kids and their whole backyard was an urban garden actually oh so they literally would just open the back door and chuck all their compost out so there was stuff growing everywhere that is goat heaven i can't imagine that it lasted more than about two weeks because they would eat everything they would eat everything like yeah and you have vegetables you have a vegetable garden in the back that would not have worked with them no I had to put a massive fence around it and then <laughs> even still all of the trees on my property looked like lollipops because they would be eaten and chewed to the point where they could reach and then it would be fluffy and like leafy again it was hilarious but no for as much as I loved them um we just weren't providing kind of environment that they deserved so I hope that they're much happier now 
but we are definitely getting more in the future and um, I think I'd probably start out with a miniature horse just to ease into that lifestyle again because even though I took care of probably about 18 to 20 head when I was living on my dad's farm. I obviously was just a help for my dad. Taking on that responsibility, Jordan and myself, it would be so, so much work. So um, we're gonna ease into it. We're gonna get a couple small animals and then hopefully grow from there. But I would love it if I could have a couple quarter horses that I could ride, get Jade to ride super, super early on in life. Because I mean, with how short I am, <laughs> I was able to get up on my own riding horse by I think eight or nine. I think she's going to be way taller than me, but I would say just so. in case. <laughs> height difference between Julie and Jordan, guys? Well, it's got to be two feet, right? Yeah, he is. Um, he's 6'1", and I'm 4'11". So. Yeah, Julie is short. Yeah, okay. I, I barely make it to his chest. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I'm short. I think I'm 5'3", but Julie is short. I'm, I'm short. There's a new definition to short, and it's me. Two inches away from being considered a little person. Um, and like able to get a handicap pass for that and everything, <laughs> yeah. which I mean would be super amazing now that I'm a mom I could just park way up close, but obviously I would never get one for a height restriction <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely not that, yeah, That's crazy. That's a good five-year goal. That's huge. And I, I, I fully believe you guys would do it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you um, All right, so let's make a vow here and now um, to each other and all of you. Let's make these goals happen for ourselves uh, we may not be getting everything accomplished that we discussed, but let's promise each other to do everything in our power to try and get there. It's never going to happen unless you don't believe that it's going to. I agree. Let Try it yourself right now. Make a list of three to five things that you want to accomplish in the next five years and be loyal to it. Make all your decisions and actions here on out based on achieving those goals for yourself and making stuff happen. 2019, 20-somethings is the year of getting shit done. If you're into vision boards, make a vision board. The more things that you have in your face daily are just gonna promote you to get those things done more and more. The mood board is huge, you know, vision board, having something to look at is constantly encourages you to do better and commit to yourself to those things. Here's a couple tips. Make a commitment. Set those goals and look at them. Commit and dedicate yourself to them. Keep track of your progress and celebrate the little things. Every single win that comes to you getting closer to your goal is huge. So celebrate it. 100% because even if you put tiny, tiny little things into focus, accomplishing them just makes yourself feel that much better. If it's putting yourself on a schedule, if it's you know putting yourself on a diet, just trying to meal plan for yourself, try small things to start, attainable things, things that you can check off of that to-do list very, very quickly and will get you motivated to continue. And as you climb down that list to bigger and bigger things, you're just going to be that much more motivated to want to get those things done and strive to do anything that you can to achieve them. Sometimes it's a matter of setting a habit or breaking a habit. For me, um, I've wanted to fit back into my old clothes <laughs> after a, a stint out in Europe eating carbs all day for a month and a half. <laughs> was not able to fit back in my pants and it was just a matter of setting a habit going to the gym every day. Yeah, I can feel you there because it took me about three months, I'd say, to get over my whole postpartum body and get myself back into my regular clothes where I wasn't just wearing baggy shirts and sweats. <laughs> everywhere so getting out of that funk was absolutely amazing for me but it was getting myself into a meal plan and a regimen and sticking to a list and sticking to a whole I wouldn't say diet but I'd say a menu I would put together and just pre-planning those things made sure that I wasn't eating junk right 
so while you were losing your baby fat, I was losing my bread baby. <laughs> and I don't even know if I've lost it yet, but we're getting there, you know? We're, we're working there. every day. It's just a goal and it's a little goal. And I, I make sure that I'm tracking my commitment and I celebrate the little wins, you know? Button does back up. They still don't look good, but the button's back up. So, <laughs> hey, hallelujah. That's all you got to pray for. And even this, like Julie and I, we, we sat down and we talked about it and every week we're just sending to their ideas and it's a matter of actually meeting and talking about these things. Yeah. We so could have easily put this on the back burner and followed up with it here and there, but we've made a point to meet at least once or twice a week and discuss this and here we are today. And we've been doing pretty well. I mean, we've both got so much going on in our lives, like even... This evening, I almost had to cancel just because I don't know when I'm getting my baby back. You know what I mean? So, you know, she's with okay, her grandmother. Okay, I was going to say, let's clarify that. Yeah. She's with the grandma right yes, now? Yes, No, I mean, she's pretty much independent at this point. No. <laughs> Six months, you know, that's yeah. all it took. Yeah. No, I have a very, very, very good situation. Um, my in-laws are both retired, so they take her about three, I'd say three days a week, and then... Um, Usually about two to three times a month they have sleepovers just because it'll get late like it is tonight and she'll just be like, you know what, she's falling asleep and we're just going to have a slumber party. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to argue there because I get a full night's sleep. I know not a lot of moms are fortunate enough to be able to have free time and have time to get some work done. And like you said, getting together is nearly impossible sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Like, but we make it work and we have to because just getting going is so exciting. It, it honestly it is and we are so looking forward to hearing suggestions from you guys on what you want to hear what you want to talk about nothing is off limits nothing is off limits we are going to discuss it all 100% of absolutely everything so what can you expect to find in the next episode I think we're going to be discussing careers what we've done with our degrees, whether they've been and beneficial what we or not. haven't done with our degrees. I think more so. And the hangups that we've gotten into with jobs. And I know with one of my jobs that I've considered to be a dream job heading into it um, turned out to be an absolute fail. So heading into a crucial time of my life really put things into perspective for me. So knowing what's worth it and knowing what's not um, is really, really important. So we're just going to look at careers, what you're doing currently, what you could be doing and I know a lot of people like you are working multiple jobs just trying to keep afloat right now yeah do you ever see a day where you can just work the one passionate job that you'd want to you know it doesn't ever seem like it's going to come into focus but it totally will I cannot fucking wait for the day <laughs> and I'm so looking forward to talking about this in the next episode All right. So thank you for joining us and thank you for listening. If you've lasted this long, we love you and we'll see you next week. And this has been a 20 somethings talk.